Well, boys, what are you going to sing? The squeezer was not any use. A lemon without any juice. idiom episode. So I have done the research. Nice. And I'll be explaining the origin of this particular phrase to Annie. Fantastic. And what is the phrase, Jacob? Well, this one came up in an earlier episode. Uh, Our loyal listeners will remember our episode on going the full Monty. Yes. And in that, you happen to discover a small cache of um, North American phrases Mm -hmm. that mean essentially the same thing. And we picked of that list, we picked our favorite. Yes. And now we'll be doing an exploration of that episode, of, of this episode, will be about that thing and that I said. And what is our favorite? The whole kitten caboodle. The whole kitten caboodle. Because it's fun. It's just fun to say. Now, is that kitten caboodle? No, it's kit and caboodle. Ah. Yeah. Common misconception one might have? That's an interesting question that I n- didn't actually consider. I'm In fact, right now, I'm just going to go ahead and Google the whole kitten caboodle. This is the first time you're doing research for this? Uh, the whole kit and caboodle. No, the whole kitten caboodle is in the cats uh, is not a thing. However, there is a pet groomer in Live Oak, California cult called the whole kitten caboodle. That's a great name. Yeah. Brilliant. Well done to the person who came However, up with that. However, when I Google that, it just says the whole kit and caboodle, which is the It would be phrase. a really good name for a store that sold all pet goods. The whole kit and caboodle? The whole kit and poodle. No. I'm going to trademark that. No, no. The whole kit, cat, and poodle. The whole kit, cat, and poodle. So all you sell <laughs> is wafer-based candy bars <laughs> No, the and whole... a poodle. Well, you say kitty. The whole kitty and poodle. The whole kitty and poodle? The whole kitty and poodle. Okay, yeah, that works. Trademarking that. All right, TM, TM, TM. Don't steal it. Don't steal the whole kitty and poodle. <laughs> Um, and that leads us into the definition, because um, any of our listeners who, who weren't listening to the whole Full Monty... Which is one of our fi- the best episodes we've done, in my opinion. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah. Um, but the they might not actually know what the whole kit and caboodle means. I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but sure. why don't you go ahead and use it in a sentence, Mr. Uh, Rubin? Okay, the whole kit and caboodle. Wow, this is hard. Uh, yeah, I make you do it every time, and now <laughs> I, I feel like a bit of a dork. Um, let me see. Oh, let, oh, well, I went up to the buffet and I got the chicken salad and I got the coleslaw and I got the, the, the fish sticks. I really got the whole kit and caboodle right here on my plate. That's all they had at this restaurant? Well, I mean, you know, they got the sampler. You got a chicken salad, coleslaw. Chicken salad, coleslaw, and fish fingers? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Uh, the person, the the character I've created in this narrative is not someone I would ever spend time with and definitely wouldn't sit across the dinner and table And that's from. the whole kit in Caboodle? Well, uh, okay, okay, let me see. Um, all right. Uh, Avengers Endgame featured every character that's ever been in a Marvel movie. Really, you got the whole kit and Caboodle of Marvel characters. And I will take your word for that. Yeah, everyone's in it. <laughs> There's over 80 named characters. Okay, that seems excessive. It's a cartoonish amount. The whole... So that's what it means, huh? 
Yeah, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, that's if what you're that wondering is. what that cracking is. Jacob is cracking his nut- knuckles on air because I feel like we're gonna get into a fight soon. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. <laughs> um, I just want to make this clear. Jacob has never physically assaulted me. I'd like to make that really clear. Yeah, sorry. I have a bad habit of cracking my knuckles. <laughs> anyway, uh, it means the whole thing, uh, all of it, the whole deal, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say that it actually slightly differs from going the full Monty because going the full Monty, I feel like, implies that you're doing the maximum amount, whereas the whole kit and caboodle more refers to a collection of things. They don't necessarily have to be The concrete. full Monty could, too. Like, when we spoke about it, you know, talking about a full English breakfast and having the full Monty. Oh, going, yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. But I feel like when you go the full Monty, that implies that you're doing everything. Whereas... Yeah. That, that, it, it Are could... you thinking of the nudity aspect again? Maybe. Maybe. Because yeah. it, it does have a few, you know, encompassing meanings. Certainly. Okay, yeah. So, I suppose not. Um, however, do we have, before we get into it, um, do you have any guesses as to the origins of these... Oh, that's a good... These two words. Because it's two It's two things, kit and caboodle, oh. and how they tie into one another. Oh, I don't, you know what? I have no idea. I mean, this is a phrase that we use in the UK. Certainly. Um, so, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's just a British phrase. I, I, don't, I don't know whether we use it because of TV or I don't know how popular it is, but it's definitely something I've heard mu- loads. Okay. Um, kit and caboodle. I mean, a kit is like... Like maybe something from the military. That's exactly it. You've nailed. You've landed oh. exactly on it on the first try. Very nice <laughs> yeah. um, I've been doing this a while. You see, kit refers to a soldier's kit, as in the collection of supplies and personal items a soldier may keep on themselves. So the yep. whole kit, and but then also you have the caboodle. It's quite interesting when you look up some of these terms, like how many of them are linked to like um, the military, or right. in particular the First or Second World War, because the men were coming home and bringing these phrases. Like, yeah. there's so much camaraderie. How do you say Camaraderie. That? Camaraderie. Yeah, I would say that um, being in the, in active combat uh, and, not necess- and not having access to people who aren't in active combat mm-hmm. or even news or stories, you sort of create your own language and your own bond with the people in the same community as you. Just like working on cruise ships. Just and like how- working on cruise ships. Yeah, yeah, but it's true. There were certain words and phrases that people only used on ships like paisano like paisano yeah which i have actually seen in other places since then but it's very commonly used well on it's ships. a spanish term that means countrymen essentially yeah but uh, like you would refer to someone that you meet if like let's say you're from a country where there's not very many people from your country working on a cruise ship like i mean honestly america and the united kingdom yeah are fairly like if you yeah then you would consider someone else from your home country to be your paisano and that was a, a but great that's way to not if people. there's not many people from your country i mean like that's true. Half the ship was, you know, from um, the, the Philippines, Philippines the or India, and they still referred to the the people who had the same nationality as them as their paisanos. Yeah, it was literally used by everybody. Yeah, that's true. Even my friends from Eastern Europe and Russia, mm-hmm. they would call people from their countries paisanos, like everybody. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Paisano. That's another paisano. Term. Yeah. So you got a mini episode within this episode. We don't have any bits or goofs. On <laughs> uh. Except that's how you got stuff done on the ship. I used to know somebody who, um, like, literally got everything done through her paisanos. Like, if you needed anything, she could hook you up. Oh, we, sure. We were once looking after um, Where was babies the in the nursery. She was from Croatia. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And we had chocolate-covered strawberries delivered every time I was on ship with her. 
<laughs> on a shift with her on the ship. Yeah, it was brilliant. She could hook you up with anything you wanted. Yeah, I, I remember um, there was a member of my team who was from the Philippines. Nice. And it was her husband's birthday. Yeah. And uh, they got the entire staff mess um, and hooked it up with Filipino food and sodas. They had a whole pallet of Sprite. <laughs> And as we left, they were like, Jacob, take more Sprite. And I'm like, I don't want, I don't really <laughs> that much Sprite. And they were like, we had, I left with five Sprites. That's I got nice. party favors. Nice. There were only like eight people at this party. And we had enough food to feed 30. Yeah, because they hook it up. And then if you're British or American, you don't have any Paisanos. Or if you're British and no one cares that you're also British, no one does anything for you. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a fair amount of that whenever I would meet, uh, like there was a lot of, because America is an interesting place because it's such a massive country and there's so many different subcultures that even if I met people from like, like if I ever met anyone from California, we'd get on or like uh, the, the Northeast, Mm -hmm. like anyone from like Boston, New York, Massachusetts, You're just naming cities. No, I'm naming states. Oh. California. I did say Boston, but then also. You said Boston and New York. New York's a state. Oh. Yeah. It's also um, a city. But I would frequently have trouble communicating with people <laughs> from Florida or Texas. Uh, but or... you're referring to the guests, not necessarily the crew. No, I'm talking about the crew. I'm thinking oh. of specific crew members. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, of course, there were many, many. Uh, I, I would say the most, if we're talking Americans working on cruise ships, the most represented state is definitely Florida, unquestionably, True. because True. many of them cruised growing up because it's an easy vacation. Well, we both had a friend from Miami. We love them. Oh, yes. Shout out to Jonathan. Shout out to Jonathan. Yeah, Love Jonathan's you. great. Yeah. Uh, however, I, I believe that Jonathan uh, does not represent the entirety of the state of Florida, <laughs> and he knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jonathan represents a specific and fun subculture of the state of Florida. Yeah. So, um, the term, the whole kit, just on its own, the whole kit. Oh, the whole kit. Was that a term before the whole kit and caboodle? Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. interesting. Um, the whole kit comes from Gross's Dictionary of the Vulgar Tongue from 1785. This is of British origin. This gentleman oh. of the last name Gross, 30 years after a very uh, popular and successful dictionary was written, decided to create the first dictionary of slang. And that's the first place we ever saw the whole kit in print hmm. in this particular dictionary. Um, what yeah. year was that? 1785. Oh, yeah. okay. So it goes back. Right, yes. Well, I mean, in terms of military origin, I mean, that would be after, uh, you know, there are many wars of which, yeah. Brit- of British involvement. Yeah, the Brits just... Yeah, the, yeah. during their colonial days, colonializing just constant days. wars. It's like when somebody's like, asks me about the War of Independence with, with America, and they're like, you know about it, you must have studied it. And I'm like, I literally have never read, like done anything in school about the war of independence oh America. yeah yeah like i mean the way that i've seen it <laughs> the way i feel like it's depicted in british media is like we thought of it as like an ongoing struggle and battle to gain our freedom and you guys treated it more as like we're a boil that you cut off <laughs> well we didn't cut you off to be fair you, you we tried to keep you yeah um like a pinky toe but yeah. you know um we didn't lose our balance is what i'm saying sure no, we, you could, guys were we carried on walking yeah you, you guys don't really lose a lot. Yeah. You, you cut your losses. But also, you know, like, there are so many wars that the British are, have been involved in uh, over land. I mean, you're looking at the, the War of Independence in Ireland. You're looking at the War of Independence in India. Like, right. across the entire globe. So, you know, we Colonizers. don't... Colonizers. That's, yeah. that's what it is. Uh, Same that's with the what Spanish. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. 
But that's, that's not what we're here to discuss. We're here to discuss uh, <laughs> where the word caboodle comes from. But I'm doing a really good job, like what you do, where you make the conversation go. Oh, go completely yeah, off topic. Yeah. I completely understand yeah, why. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to. You in- look at me over our <laughs> podcasting desk with a look of what I want to say. I'm trying to personify some of Jacob today. I'm right. trying to trying to take on board your role. I keep looking at my notes and thinking we're not going to have time for that. <laughs> we're not going to have time for that either. All right, inform me, educate me, Jacob. So, uh, caboodle has actually quite a few possible origins. I will start with the uh, the one that I like the least okay. and then move into the ones that I like the most. Oh, but not necessarily plausibility. We're going by like um, uh, liking. Interestingly, the one that I like the most is the one that I saw referenced the most frequently, and okay. so I hope I, I'm, it is more than likely the, the correct one. Okay. Um, also, I'm going to start with the one that I like the least is also the most recent one, which is another reason to believe that it might not be the original. Um, the yeah. whole kit and boiling. Oh. Or the whole kit and cargo. Um, are also po- are possible with boiling referring to a full pot of soup. So I'm not sure how exactly this ties into the military connotation. Oh, because the military would eat soup because you could get it dried in those packets, and all you needed was hot water. Oh, okay, so the boiling—it's quite a common like food for like trekking. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I imagine like camping and stuff. I imagine they probably ate it in the military. Okay. Have you ever uh, eaten that stuff camping where it's like, I don't know, it's really it's really easy cook food on the do you camp uh i have camped but usually we get like canned food ah. and whatnot or like make sandwiches or something yeah we don't yeah really... that, that like, that's pretty heavy to carry if you're carrying your whole pack like if you're I'd your imagine, whole kit i'd imagine if i were to have been backpacking for i once went backpacking once but it was just for a weekend yeah so we had plenty of food but like if i was backpacking for a long time yeah i mean i i know a number of people who could probably chime in on exactly this subject yeah powder is not heavy and you can get powdered soup yeah Okay, so yeah, the whole kit and boiling. So like the idea of you having your whole kit and boiling or mm-hmm. losing your whole kit and boiling or kit and cargo, which is not fun at all. It's the least fun idea. Yeah, it makes sense though. Yeah. Yeah. Although kit and cargo are like the same word for almost the same thing, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You're, well, your kit is like what you use and your cargo is like maybe your more personal possessions or the stuff that's more like long-term storage that so you're carrying with you. They think caboodle came from boiling or cargo? So I'll get to that. Ah. Um, so then we have uh, caboodle being derived from bindle, which, as we all know, a bindle is like what a... You know, if you saw like a cartoon drawing of like a bum or something, they have like a stick. Uh, and on the end of the stick is a handkerchief and inside the handkerchief is stuff. That's called a bindle? Yeah. You know, like, when you see something and you've never put a word to it before. But you know exactly what it was. Well, when you explained it. When you said bindle and you were like, everyone knows what this is, I was like, I don't know what that is. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't see like them. Like, Dick Whittington has a bindle. Is that a cartoon? Uh, no, Dick Whittington is a folktale that uh, we often do it as pantomime oh, in the sure. UK. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. I- I'd say you never see a bindle in real life. Yeah, just pantomime. Yeah, but like the idea of like, I mean, it seems like a pretty efficient way of carrying things. You it have seems like, like a, a very efficient way of carrying. You things. have some cloth. You ball everything up in the cloth. You tie the cloth to a stick, and then you carry the stick on your back. You could do it with some of my silk scarves. Easy. Yeah. So, um, but then we get to the word boodle. Mm. Um, not caboodle. Not caboodle. I'm getting to that. Boodle is a term that originally meant a crowd of people. However, it later evolved to mean a collection of ill-gotten money. Ooh. Yeah. Like a bundle. Like a bundle, yes. Uh, uh, Many people think that boodle was derived from bundle. And like the boodle... Boodle was derived from bundle or bundle was derived from boodle? 
Boodle was derived from bundle. Oh. A bundle of money, a boodle of money could be a way to, like, uh, essentially a slang term to refer to this is ill-gotten. This is an ill-gotten oh, bundle illicit of money. money. Yes, illicit. Yeah. Uh, I saw something that implied that um, the boodle is the amount of money that is take that is held by the employer and then he's given to their employees at the end of the day so if they don't give it away then the boodle is illicit ah. yeah okay interesting yeah so it, it again that's the only that, that that's just a theory and this term in particular uh the term boodle dates back to the 1830s so this is a much older term than uh the idea of it being the kitten boiling which i saw or kitten uh bilin. Uh, which is derived from kitten boiling, which saw use in the 1920s and 30s. Mm. Um, so the fact that that's so much more recent, it's uh, at that point, the term caboodle had already been in use. Mm. So potentially they were pulling from the same source that where we got caboodle, but they did their own, they, they bypassed the caboodle step. But you might be wondering, so now we have kitten boodle. And the term was the whole kitten boodle for quite a while. Oh, it wasn't the caboodle. Right. Okay. The whole kit and boodle. So a full kit of military supplies. Right. And a bundle of illicit money. Yeah. So it really paints a picture of how the military was believed <laughs> to be in this. Because keep in mind, the whole kit was explicitly referring to the military. But then as the term, once the term made it to uh, Gross's Dictionary of the Vulgar Tongue. By the way, the Vulgar Tongue, mm. that's just, I guess vulgar was just used to refer to like common folk. Yeah. Yeah. Not like gross or obscene or anything just like yeah i think back then if you if you spoke with vulgarity you spoke not proper english yeah you spoke like the majority of the population probably yeah, yeah. um so yes this this dates back the, the term boodle dates back to the 1830s so uh significantly newer than the term whole kit so at that point i would imagine that the the they moved away from it, specifically tying it to its military origin but it does still paint quite a picture the whole kit and boodle um, but the ka is strictly to make it alliterative. Oh. Caboodle wasn't a word. That just got put there because it sounded better? Because it sounded, uh... The whole kit and boodle. There is historical precedent for hard K sounds being fun or funny or cute. Oh. Yeah, so the idea of going, the whole kit and boodle... The whole kitten caboodle. Like, think about how that's just, you can, it's funnier. It's, it's nicer sweeter. to yeah. say. Rolls off the tongue better. Exactly. The whole kitten caboodle. So, Cute. yeah, it was, uh, um, I believe the term was euphony, E-U-P-H-O-N-Y, which refers to just like, it sounded harmonious. It sounded euphoric. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just caboodle. Caboodle is a word that means nothing. It only exists in conjunction with the phrase, the whole kit and. Uh, and it is, you know, of course, more than likely derived from the term boodle. Boodle. Gotten money, but I want to use that now. Boodle? Yeah, just use yeah. it out and about. Be like, uh, but that fella's got some boodle. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Frankie? He's got the boodle. <laughs> you didn't pay your taxes? That money's boodle. Yeah. You got a whole, you got a big old boodle under that yeah. mattress there, inside that mattress. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. So do we have any idea why they're tied together? Boodle and the kit? Could not find anything that said anything to do with that. Just the whole kit and boodle, it like it. I guess it refers to like a, a, a supply, a, a cargo, a stock. You know, this yeah. is something you would carry on you. I mean, remember you would carry money and you would carry a kit. Yeah, yeah. Boodle isn't necessarily. I mean, it's it's not. Boodle exists beyond being illicit. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, w that's what a soldier would have on them. They'd have their stuff and they'd have their money. 
Makes sense. Yeah. Huh, who knew? Yeah, no one until now. And now we fooled everyone. <laughs> and they don't need to do the research themselves because we did it for them. Well done, Jacob, for Thank your first you. research episode. I'm excited. We could do another one of these. Yeah, sure. Not all the time, but it's a nice way to change it up. <laughs> but I never want to do it again until a few weeks from now. But you can do the next one. <laughs> okay, I'll get on it. Great. I'm excited. We've got a few more ideas that we're, that we're brewing on it. And I think, uh, yeah, we, we've done uh, quite a few of these. And the fact that we, we said from the beginning that eventually we were going to mix it up. Yeah. And we, we will take on requests. Um, yes. I do want to mention something. Somebody requested that we do peckish. Yes, this was a recent request. Um... I have to say, I'm sorry, I looked up the origin and we cannot get 15 to 20 minutes out of it. Yeah, no. It literally just means to peck like a bird to peck your food. Yeah, we were hoping that there might be like something to do with a peck of peppers, like the ah. peck as a, as a unit of measure, or something to do with like a, a light kiss is called a peck or mm. something, but no, it's just, this is how birds eat. This is just how birds eat and it's just, if you're peckish, you fancy a small quantity or a snack and yeah. then you peck it. So that's it. It's just from birds. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we managed to get quite a bit out of gutted, though. <laughs> yeah. How straightforward yeah. that one was. Most of that podcast was us talking about Jesse's dance moves. That's true. We did yeah. get into that for about two full minutes. He's a great dancer. That's true. Uh, anyway, this concludes the whole kit and caboodle episode of Boo to a Goose. Be sure to join us next week for a different episode on a different slang term. Uh, you can follow our Facebook page. Just search for Boo to a Goose on Facebook. Uh, also, if you have any specific requests, you can post them on that page you can send them to us privately uh, i have a twitter account for instance at jacob s rubin where i post other amusing things that aren't related to this podcast um yeah what else um jacob is an amazing trivia and game show host oh, and yes. he's been doing a lot of online virtual trivia and game shows for companies doing team building and also for uh, private functions mm -hmm. for people trying to mix it up a little bit doing socially distant birthdays and yesterday i did an employee icebreaker meeting for a new team that Great. was developing and then on halloween itself i'm doing a 39th birthday party so i can do all sorts of events you can get me for uh you know your weddings your bar mitzvahs your other virtual events when we can do in person again i of course, would love to do your in-person thing. But for now, uh, yeah, I would uh, gladly do a trivia on whatever subject you like. The more information you give me, the more specified the game will be to your specifications. Great. And yeah. they can find you. Uh, you can, again, you can uh, just email me at Jacob X Rubin, middle initial X, like the X-Men. Or uh, you can tweet at me or you we you know, you can, there's many ways to get in contact with me. Also, you can send emails to podcast at gmail.com. Of course. Yeah. Anything you'd like to plug? Uh... No. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I've been Jacob. And I'm Annie. And this has been Boo to a Goose. And remember... Nobody says potato. Boo to a Goose is produced by Will Scoville as a part of the Comedio Network. Thanks to Hannah Wardle for the art and Max Abrams for the theme song, She Couldn't Say Boo to a Goose. Send any questions or comments to boo to a goose podcast at gmail.com. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. 
Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host Sup Doc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, Sup Doc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at SupDocPodcast.